This is the Horse Radio Network. Hey guys, this is Shauna here, and this is lesson four of the Equine Clicker 101 podcast on the Horse Radio Network. Stationary targeting. Equine Clicker 101 is a podcast that takes you to the class to learn and practice clicker training for your horse. Please support our sponsor as they make this show possible, and that is Jeffers Pet. And in today's episode, we're going to learn about stationary targeting, how to do it and why to do it. All righty, it's Shauna again, and we're going to be doing Equine Clicker 101, and today is stationary targeting. But one of the things you may notice is these these things, if you don't know where to get a clicker, or you want a side bucket, or you want a target, or different pieces, you can go to my website, which is uh, www.on-target-training.com, or just look up at Shauna Karish, and you're going to find on-target training, and there you can get different supplies if you wish. Okay. So as I said, today we're going to start talking about how to teach our horse to do stationary targeting. Now you may say, what the heck is stationary targeting? I just figured out targeting. Well, this part is the last episode we talked about teaching the horse to follow the target to touch the target. And so this becomes a guide, a way to get them to do things and go to places and, and to lead them and guide them through things. So essentially, like I said, it is kind of like your new halter and lead rope. But now the stationary target can kind of serve. I mean, it's similar because it is still creating behavior, but it is, it is, it is stationary, just like it sounds. So it's going to stay put. There's two ways that I have a tendency to do two things I tend to use a lot for stationary targeting. I will mount something on a wall or, you know, one of the things I use a lot and I sell them on my website, but you can find this at any boat store is I think the boat fenders are great. Those white boat fenders that people hang out the side of the boats, they're impervious and they, they have holes for attaching them and they really, they're quite easy to see for the horses. So those I will affix to inside the trailer or in their stall or on a fence. And so those are great things to have. And I'll just use those cable ties. But the other thing I do is I will do, I will use a cone, like a traffic cone. And I will put like the handheld target in the traffic cone so they can recognize the end of the, the target. And it is but it's quite mobile. So I can move it and set it someplace and teach them to go to it. So it's a great tool. So for instance, as we teach them to go to the target, to go to the stationary target, it is great because it also teaches them to go away from us. One of the things you're going to notice early on is horses, they love doing this and they become, we ourselves become conditioned reinforcers. So they get a little clingy, you know? So one of the things that I find is quite helpful is teaching them to go away and to go to a stationary target. And that starts teaching them, you can go away and we're still part of this training. We don't have to be right side by side. So that's a great thing to do. Um, So it starts that, it gives them a little bit more independence. But you know, the other thing I use it for is like those horses, 
places that are full of vim and vigor and you think you kind of need to play, it's a great thing to do when we're, I'm working on something still or something quiet. I can send them away to the stationary target. They can flip their heads and play and try it and then come back and we can get back to still stuff. So it's a way that I can incorporate movement and free movement for their sake. So that part, both of those things are really important. But for the really kind of nitty gritty practical part, it is, gosh, I don't even know where to start. It could be used for everything. So stationary target, I can use it to, um, I can set it in, if I have like six stationary targets set like in a big square or rectangle in the arena, I can use those same exact stationary targets to teach a horse for upward transitions or downward transitions. So those targets don't change. What changes is where I click. So if I have a horse who's not so good with his downward transitions, and he's one of those goey goey horses, what I'll do is I can be riding, and as I'm riding towards the target, and I and as he starts slowing down, I can use my cue and ask for them to slow down, and then I can click and reinforce. It's not really at the target, but he's anticipating touching the target. So he is slowing his energy down. As I click on the slowing, he starts thinking, what am I doing? And so I start putting my cue in there, like I said. So I'm trying to teach him to respond to my cue, but the cones are helping him, the, the stationary targets with the cones are teaching him, helping him to create the right behavior. So in that situation, I'm going to click on, I'm going to bridge and feed his downward transition, his slowing, his softening, his relaxing, his, his, his gait. So those things, it's really important. And that's a great way to get downward transitions. On the other side of the coin, I can use those same exact cones in the same exact places for upward transitions. So now let's say I have a horse who's kind of not so keen on moving. What I can do is teach them, and I always teach this on the ground first, so I want to be sure they have this this touching the and going to and seeking out these cones, but what I can do is I can send the horse from the ground first to the target to target to target until I don't really have to move. He can go from one target to the next target. So I click instead of when he's getting to the cone, the stationary target and slowing down. I actually click earlier when he's marching his way to that cone and I click and reinforce that and then I send him to the next one. So I click and reinforce the part I want to see more of, which is more go and more up. So pretty soon they're marching quite readily and to the cones. And again, you can go to the saddle and as you ask them to go to the target, you can uh, just put, get, use, give your cue for walk on and they're walking on because they see the target. That's kind of the impetus for it. But in there, we're putting the cue in. So now he starts thinking, well, when you ask, I want to go because I want to go touch those targets because now they're related to something valuable to them. You know, now there's something in it for them. So those same exact stationary targets can help create upward transitions or downward transitions. But the kind of lesson there is what really we want to be bridging for, clicking for, is a thing we want to see more of. So that's what makes the role of the target so different. But also with a stationary target, have you ever had a horse who you can't, they have trouble with halters or bridles? These targets in a cone, these stationary targets are fantastic for that because as you're starting to put, as they know to touch their targets and go to their targets and they love their targets and they will go, go, go. As you hold up the halter, you can say, hey, and touch your target. And as they put their head down to touch the target, you can 
help them. You're getting the head down so you can put the, the halter on. So the targets in any case, we pretty much are going to fade them for most situations. So the upward transitions and downward transitions, as they start getting the idea, we move those cones further apart. Or we pass those cones till the cones aren't part of it anymore. But it's the same with the halter. You know, at first it may be the halter, the bridle, and you're using the cone and having them put their head down to it. But you're getting to reinforce every time the bridle or the halter goes on. Um, They're great for husbandry behavior. So things when you're teaching the horse and you want them to stay in a place. I also teach them to stay on the target. So sometimes I teach them just to go from target to target, but I want them to stay on that target until I click. So duration will be the next thing that we're going to build into the stationary target. For now, what we're going to do for this episode, we're going to teach going to the stationary target. For the next episode, what we'll work on is duration or staying at the stationary target. So for this initial part, we're going to teach them to go to the target. So the it, so it's really, really valuable. I also have them in their stock. They hold on the target. I can open the door, close the door, end the stall, exit the stall, pick up their feet, put feed in their bucket, and they'll just stay on their target. And that so that's also you can see how that would be quite helpful for a lot of things. So today working with the horse Nico and taking him to the trailer, and I know Nico doesn't like the trailer. He hates the trailer. So I began by taking him to the trailer and opening up the doors and setting that the stationary target, the cone with the target in it, on the ramp. And he knows and loves the targets. Look, and he sees a trailer and thinks, oh, I don't like the trailer. He's like, but I love my cone. So he went and he touched the stationary target slash cone. And so we just left it there. I did that a few times. So he's like, well, this isn't so bad. And then I could reinforce him for that. Pretty soon I can put that cone in further and further and further and further. So it is it is a fantastic tool for all sorts of things. So I. uh and it can go on and on and on. I can't stop thinking about examples of how good it can be. So by this point, before we go to moving into the lab time, you should, just as a little bit of a review, your horse should be understand the clicker, responding to the clicker, and is being basically has the bridge conditioning down. Okay, next we should have the liberty leading down. So your horse should walk with you and stop with you and trot with you and go right turns with you, not cutting you off, be able to creep along very slow, be able to go really fast and come back down. So practicing some impulse control, a lot of focus comes from that uh, liberty leading. Next, we moved on to targeting, just the handheld target. And again, there's a thousand ways to use that. And with like with the, the stationary target as well as the handheld target, a lot of times this becomes a conditioned reinforcer and it's it really can become associated with good things and it can be very settling in a number of situations. So the, it is really helpful in that way when the horse gets kind of excited like the horse today with the trailer he was a little up and a little bit excited and I said hey can you target he's like oh yes the target I know the target I love the target so it is really uh useful in that way so that you should be having your horse following the handheld target touching the handheld target whether it's high whether it's low off to the side and so when those things are all in place this is when we're going to go to the stationary targeting now it can seem kind of odd because the stationary target is now not in your hand 
And it doesn't seem like a big deal, but to the horse, it can be a giant deal. Sometimes they just don't get it because they're used to being part of you and part of your body, you know? So it's like, if it's attached to you, it's just, it's a thing on your hand, you know? So in this situation, you not having a touch attached to you can be a little bit tricky. All right. So let's have a word from our sponsor, Jeffers Pet. And when you get back, we will, I'll kind of tell you what we're going to do next. Located in Dothan, Alabama, Jeffers was founded in 1975 by Dr. Keith Jeffers in order to provide local livestock owners with a reliable and more cost-efficient source for their supplies. Fast forward 40-plus years, and today, Jeffers has become a trusted source for equine, pet, and livestock supplies all across the United States, but they've not lost sight of the personal service that got them started all those years ago. You can still visit the Jeffers store in Dothan, or you can shop online at jefferspet.com, where you will find an astounding array of products for your equine habit, from quality tack, English and Western, to the supplies and healthcare products that you have come to depend on, as well as new and innovative lines to help your horse be his or her best. Visit them today at jefferspet.com. Okay, so lecture time is over. What we're going to do next is the stationary targeting. We're going to get right to it. What we need, you need to have a stationary target, clearly. So you can use anything you like, something to keep in mind. They are probably going to mouth the thing. So be sure it's something that's pretty sturdy and they're not going to eat. You know, like the pool noodles are great, but until they start eating them. So like I said, there's, you can just find something sturdy, a little clue. If you can, if you're going to mount it somewhere, if you mount it vertical rather than horizontal, you tend to have less chewing of it. So if it's horizontal, it makes a perfect little chewy thing. But if you have it um, vertical, if you can, there's places where I can't do that and I don't do that, but um, that can be something that'll help you out. Or it could be that you're starting by using a, the like a traffic cone with a target in it. So if that's the case, get those ready. So first we're gonna need to have a stationary target in place. You can work with your horse wherever you think he's going to be most comfortable. You can do this in a stall. You could do this in an arena. You can do it in a paddock. It just depends on wherever you think your horse is going to be the most focused. And uh, I think that's about it. So I want you to get ready, get your bucket of feed, get your clicker, get your target. And then I want you to turn off your podcast and then turn it back on when you are with your horse and you're ready to start training. Okay, so we're back and we're ready to put it into action. So what we're going to do, like I said, we're going to go into our take our horse to the stationary target. So we're going to start. I take the horse right up. I go right up with it. We're going to go right up to our stationary target. So get your tools ready. Let's go. Okay, so here we are. I'm with my horse and we I'm right by the stationary target. I'm going right up to it and I'm going to say, hey, hey, Marie, can you target? 
Okay, good. So what I did, I actually, I'm tapping it. I'm tapping the target because my hand is actually drawing his, the attention to the target. So I clicked and fed him for that because he came up. I, I don't know that he wasn't kind of going towards my hand, but he did touch the target. So as it was right there, that was a good thing. So I'm going to do that again for a couple times. So Murray, hey, can you, can you target? Good. Okay, perfect. So he did it again. So the, I was still touching it. What I'm going to do this time, so he's chewing right now, but what I'm going to do this time is I'm going to touch it and pull my finger away. And, and I'm not going to leave it there because what I find is a lot of times if you leave your hand there, they kind of stay with your hand. So I'm going to tap it and then put my hand kind of closer to my body. So let me see how that goes. Murray. Hey, Murray, can you target? Good. Okay, so it took him a minute. So when I asked him to do it, so I clicked and fed him for that. When I asked him to do it, he kind of didn't know and he looked at me for a bit, but then he thought, I'm going back to this. So that was perfect. He kind of, it's almost like he second guessed himself, but he ended up with the right answer. So it doesn't mean he has it yet, but we got a good approximation. So I'm not going to go much further than that. I'm, I'm right up, I'm right next to him. I mean, the, the target is a foot from me. Okay, so now I'm going to see if I can touch it and take it away again. Murray, can you target? Good. Perfect. So now I've got him going to it with me right there. So that's good. So I clicked and fed him for each of those because that's what I'm looking for. What I'm going to do now, I'm going to walk. We're in a stall. So we're going to take a walk in a stall. So we're walking the stall right now. And I'm going to come back up to the target and ask him to touch again. I'm going to try and use momentum of us walking up and point it out as we're on our way up. But I'm going to be right next to it where I end. Okay. So here we go. Hey, Murray, can you go touch that? Perfect. Okay, so that was good. He went up. He did go touch the target. So I was right there with him, but there was no... He ended up just back where we were. Okay, so as I walked around, I did something called shifting the context. So it, it seems so simple, and it doesn't seem like very much, but sometimes just the littlest thing you do it from the other side or you leave and come back to it it can be all brand new for the horse sometimes they get right back to it but you may find that your horse didn't get right back to it your horse was like i don't know we were doing this thing and then now we're doing something different even though we feel like we're right back to where we were so we're so doing that little walk kind of helped us shift and break the contact which actually context which actually kind of helps the behavior get stronger so that one worked really well so i'm going to do it again with murray but i'm going to point him from a little bit further away so i came right all the way back up i'm going to stay back like an extra foot so i'm going to see if i can point from a foot away if he will if he will get it i'm going to try to use his momentum to to have him kind of carry on with my point so i'm going to feel like i'm passing on a relay baton <laughs> okay here we go come on mers
Hey, Marie, can you target? Okay, he didn't do it. So I'm going to do it again, actually. And I'm going to try from the same amount of way. But, but he kind of, he just stopped and looked at me like he thought we were leaving, it seemed like to me. So well, I'm going to get maybe, I'll go eight inches-ish. <laughs> Not that this is perfect. Okay, we're going to take a lap again. And Murray, can you target? Okay, good. So there, so for a minute he stopped again and he, you could tell he's like, well, I'm with you. And then he kind of realized and he went on to the target. So I would like that to have been very flowy, like where it just didn't stop and it was seamless and it wasn't. He stopped and he kind of checked in with me and thought, oh, we're stopping again. But then he called himself and he got to the right to the right decision. And that's actually a really important moment because that's him making a decision. You know, he probe in that moment he was problem solving. And that's what I want is I want a problem solver. So this is really good because this is the beginning of him getting the idea of problem solving and, and how to do that. So we're going to try that again. I'm going to in between here. So one of the things I want to talk about too really quick before I ask him to do anything else is I like that when he did something wrong, I just it, when he didn't give me the right answer, I just pause for a second. I, I it's like pregnant pause. So I wait for a moment, I make eye contact, I see what you didn't do there. Let's begin again. So it's a moment to kind of let him know that wasn't the right answer. So now we're going to go try and you know what I'm going to do in between then because Murray gets a little bit up and so I'm going to stop and I'm just going to remind him about turning his head away. So I'm going to stop. I'm going to soften my shoulders, soften everything. Good. So I clicked that. So he just kind of settled back down and turned his head away. So I clicked and fed that. Take a couple steps. I'm going to do it again. Good. Okay. So I clicked and fed him for being still and bringing his energy back down. He is a doer. He's a thoroughbred, off-the-track thoroughbred. So he has a tendency to want to do a lot, to want to be more energy. And, and I want. I think it's really important that I can bring him back down and he can relax because that's part of the impulse control. So I shifted gears there for just a minute. And now we're going to come back to it again. And I'm going to do the circle just like I did and bring him around and see if he can't go to it maybe seamlessly is my hope at some point it'll get seamless so we're going to try this again okay merge let's go okay and target And that was really good. He had a, a brief hesitation where he looked at me, but he went back He before he didn't even really 
slow down to check in with me, he went pretty good. So I clicked and fed that. Again, it was a really good decision. And I, I loved that. I love seeing that. So that is terrific. And I think I just want to end there with my little guy. That was great. We started to get the idea. And I'm just going to let him sit and process about that. So that's good. So what we're going to do is you may want to try that a time or two again with your horse. If you feel like maybe it's having a little bit of challenge there for a minute. And then we will, when you're ready, what I want you to do is turn off your podcast and then turn it back on when you put your horse away. You've given him his jackpot, a good reward at the end, and you're ready to review what we just practiced. Alrighty, so what we're going to do is a little review of what we just did, and I hope that it went really well for everybody. I know that all horses are different, so sometimes you'll just get something completely out of the blue, or sometimes you get a horse who gets stuck on one simple thing. Smart horse, but they'll kind of have troubles with certain concepts, so stick with it, and, and I want you to repeat this. This is going to be your homework, basically, for the next couple weeks, is to repeat this process and get it stronger. If you can do it in other places, that would be fantastic, so if you can try it in the paddock, we'll get it solid in where you started today. Get it solid in the best place. When that is good, I want you to try it in, see if you can't do it in the paddock or the arena or another stall or wherever it might be where you can shift it up a little bit and they can get this idea and solidify it. When we can shift that context, like I talked about in the lesson, we actually can help. It builds resilience into the behavior and it, it means it gets stronger and better and and you, we can see that, that it's really strong. So I want you to keep working through this. And and don't be surprised if you come back and they you need to start at the beginning again. That's okay. They'll get the idea. And pretty soon, I want you to back up and send them from a little bit further and a little bit further and a little bit further. And then sometimes go go back up close and remind them and then get be building up a little bit further so that they can get the idea to go to the target and come back to you. Now, there's a little little thing in here that I like. I want them to go to the target and come back to me. We're going to work on duration next week, but I tend to want them to go and return. There may be a reason that you want them to stay there. And what you can do if you want them to stay there, you click and go up to where they are. So scoot right up there and feed them right by the target. But I have a tendency to send them and then even when I'm a foot away, I expect them to come turn their head to me to get the food. As I step further away, I want them coming back because I like to send them and then have them come back. And we'll teach them later to hold until they hear the click. So I think that's really important. Another thing that kind of went a little bit awry in my lesson with Murray was that he, I could feel he was building up and he was getting too 
a little too much Murray, I call it. And so I needed to kind of bring him back down. And I knew that I had built in from the beginning. If I just relax and stand, he stands beside me. He relaxes and keeps his head to himself. And that was really important that I could go there because as his energy was coming up, he's like, ooh, do, 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 do. I could see that, no, I want this to be relaxed as I want everything to be relaxed energy. So I went back to, to doing that basic thing and reminding him to, to, to be, to shift gears. You know, that's what I think it is. He was thinking, Oh, I have this new thing. And I wanted him to be able to shift gears. So as you are moving forward, go back and, and remind him, just slow down and keep your head to yourself. It, you don't have to wait for him to get wound up to, to do it. You can just ask him to do it in between. It's really good reminder that this is really important. And as we doing more stuff, we also teach them that standing quietly is really important too. Because remember, it's the most important behavior in the world. <laughs> and so, and then you can go back to doing some liberty leading and stopping and turning and then handheld target. So you can mix it up a bit. And it's this is going to solidify all of those lessons. And do you know another benefit of mixing it up? It keeps them on their toes a little bit. So it doesn't get so monotonous and it they can't think, oh, I know what it is. I don't need to pay attention. All of a sudden, they're like, I don't know what we're about to do. I better pay more attention to my human. Okay, so if you have the type of horse that doesn't really, that is more shut down, more reserved, less offering, more cautious, those situations, it, you will sometimes using the repetition can actually really help you because then you're saying, okay, let's just let you know the answer. Sometimes not knowing the answer is also really scary for some horses because it that means they might get corrected you know so as we teach them to be problem solvers we need to teach them it's okay to try something even if it is the wrong answer so sometimes some repetition for those guys can really help in the beginning but we want to be able to get away from that i want them to be able to mix it up and come and go and variability is actually quite reinforcing so we'll get to that place but if you have if you feel like the repetition helps them get it a little bit, do that. Here's a little, another little caveat I want to say. Is a start in the very beginning, if they go to it a few times by themselves, I say, that's okay. I will take that. But then I get really quickly, I say, but I didn't send you to it. I know you're doing what I taught you to do, but I need to wait till you get a cue that says go to the target because I don't want to making stuff up. <laughs> anyway, so I think that is our little lesson for today. I want you to practice your um, stationary targeting, but don't forget to practice all the other stuff too. You know, this isn't the the big, the end, you know, you want all this other stuff to be strong. So I want you to practice each of those things in between mixing up with the, uh, with the stationary targeting. So again, if you want more information, you want uh, to find out more about me or where I am or who I am, or if you want to look at targets or get a target or a side bucket or clickers or any of that business, um, or actually even listening to the podcast, uh, or sending in Ask Shauna questions. You can do all of that by going to my website, which is shaunacarish.com. So you can go there. You also can go to terranova.com. And Terranova is where I'm based out of. You can listen on most of your favorite podcast players. You can also listen on Horse Radio Network app or on either your 
Apple or your your iPhone or your Android and just search Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free, it's easy to use, and it, and it makes it really convenient. So be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network because there's a slew of them. And that's at www.horseradionetwork.com. Okay, until next time, enjoy getting on target. <laughs> 